Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Ace of Spade podcast, hosted by your boy right here, Anthony Spade. And on today's episode, I am joined by my homie, Josh Levine. Uh, this was a pretty dope conversation. We get into both of our mental health battles and a little bit into our fitness journeys. Um, there's some a lot of life lessons in this one that you'll take away. And all I ask is that you actually listen to the whole thing. Um, man. Other than that, as you guys know, the podcast is brought to you by Morphogen Nutrition. You can use code SPADA for 10% off all supplements, especially around the holiday season. As January 1st rolls around, you know, it's good to start getting on your health game. And some supplements that they have are some of the best in the world. Uh, Morphocom is great for stress relief. That's my number one recommended supplement. And as you guys know, also, as I just mentioned, January 1 is rolling around. So what better time to take action on your health than by signing up for an online coach, which is your boy right here, uh, sign up for the Ace of Spade of Coaching, which helps you become an ace in the deck of cards known as life. You could sign up using the link in my show notes to sign up for my coaching application. Once you fill that out, I'll get back to you within 24 hours. So I'm not going to waste any more of our time. Let's just get to this episode. Let's welcome on Josh Levine. Was to go to a go to Asia because I was running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this place is amazing. <laughs> That's insane. Dude, a lot of people do that. That's actually something I've always wanted to do. Dude, um, I cannot recommend it enough. But I, I'd be like, but I would kind of just be lost in the wilderness. I'd be just like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, dude, but, it's really, but it's really funny because Jordan was actually, I was talking with Jordan yesterday and he was like, Dude, I haven't had like a home. Like he's like yeah. for the past like two years, I haven't had a home. He just Airbnbs everywhere and yeah. kind of just gives talks and just stays wherever and gets like immersed in the culture for like a week or two and then's on to like the next place. Yeah. That's that's what I did. I went through a pretty like after and we'll get into this, but I had like a really gnarly surgery and like was not in a good mental place. And I was like, dude, I just gotta leave. And I bought a one way ticket and I just traveled and I didn't have a home for like six months. Oh, and dude, I you, just like, I just so awesome. like floated and it was awesome. <laughs> what was it like getting to go to like different places? Like where did you go in Asia at? So um, I did like five weeks in Australia or so. And then I flew to Vietnam. Oh, I, ooh, I heard that's uh, fun. I heard that's actually dude, fun. It was awesome. I bought a motorcycle in Ho Chi Minh <laughs> and I rode all the way up to Hanoi. Oh and my then, God. Uh, from there I flew to Thailand, did like the whole full moon party thing and then traveled throughout the islands, went up to the North of Thailand. And then all of a sudden, like my, I had to leave. You're only allowed to stay there for a month. And yeah. so I was like, shit, I guess I'll just go wherever the cheapest flight is. And the cheapest flight was to Cambodia. So I was like, okay, I'll go to Cambodia. And I stayed there for a few weeks and that was pretty gnarly. And then from there I went to... Singapore mm, I got it down I got a download from Singapore today I was like hmm it's like this is pretty cool I've hit like I've hit like 40 something countries now or yeah. something that the podcast oh, has shit. done so it's kind of really cool to kind of like I used to be able to see like the year but they moved my they, they moved the analytics to now you can only see like a month so oh, you're weird. allowed to see anything within a month, which I'm like, that's cool. But I kind of want to know like my overall like stats of where people are located and stuff like that. Yeah. Dude, you um, should do a map with like all the pins on it. Oh, that's what they do. So they have like, so the analytical thing they have, so it colors it up. 
So it has that a whole cool. map of the world and it colors it up by how, how frequent they do it. Um, trying to, I, it's pretty cool to kind of just see everywhere. It's kind of lit yeah, up dude. with like Holy one, countries. one download. Unfortunately I got Russia the other day, um, yesterday and I was kind of scared. I was like, Ooh, I was like, I don't know if this is good or this is bad. Um, yeah, like, the people from it, Russia are listening. I love you guys, but um, right? but it's I was like, like is it a hmm. spy or is it? Is well, I'm going into government good? work, so I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Like, who's listening to me now? <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. But what was your uh, what was your favorite place that you went to then during that whole travel <sighs> time? I. It's such a hard question to answer, but I still think that my favorite place was Vietnam. Like it was the busiest, the craziest, the poorest, the least like pop in nightlife, but the, the qual like the quality of life or the value that the people who live there show you about their life. Like they don't have anything, really. like they don't have a lot of things, yeah. but they're some of the happiest people in some of the poorest places and they welcome everyone with open arms. All they want to do is help. And it is like an absolutely beautiful country. Yeah. I like, I cannot say enough good things. Yeah. There's some like, there's some fucked up parts about it and you know, they don't have some infrastructure and stuff. So like every day at four or five o'clock you're riding your, your motorcycle and like people are burning their trash cause they don't have another way to get rid of it. And so there are like weird, different cultural things like that, that we're not used to. Uh, there's a lot of cultural things that we're not used to, <laughs> but man, the people are just beautiful. I couldn't yeah. like, I want to go back so bad. My buddies were actually supposed to go. So two of my roommates were supposed to go for a program at school. They were mm -hmm. supposed to go do this whole like project thing that they do for uh, college communications. And it got canceled because of the COVID thing. And they were really pissed because they wanted to go so badly because it was their spring break trip. So they were like going to go and it was like the best, apparently it was one of the good times of the year to go there or something. So they were like, oh, it's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden got canceled and then the whole world just shut down. <laughs> oh, man, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, you know, most of, most of 2020 has been a bummer, I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not funny. for, like, not for most of us. It feels like, I feel like a lot of us, it depends how you outlook it in a way. Yes. So it's like. Say. Honestly, I've been able to, like I mentioned on, I think it was on the previous episode that I actually recorded, which I guess will come out a while from now, but um, it's, it's like I was able to record so much because I was just sitting in my room. So I didn't have anywhere to go. Like time between classes was like cut by nothing because there was nowhere to walk. Um, so it's like so easy to fit in so, like a podcast yeah. in between my classes. Uh, so I just recorded like, I don't even know how many episodes has, has to be, I've, I've recorded at least like 40, like 30, 30 or 40 episodes this summer. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I'm trying to get really ahead. Multiple a week. Oh dude. I'm doing like, I was in May. I think I did one every, I, one every day. If not one every other day, I did like 17 episodes that month. Uh, I, I was burnt out actually after doing that I took a whole week off from yeah. podcasting I was like I can't do this right now 
so <laughs> yeah i was like i i need a break like i did yeah. one week where i did one every single day monday through friday and by the time i got to the one on friday i was like the quality is just so shit because my mind was just like it takes a lot out of you you don't understand like you'll understand after we get out of this but like yeah it takes a lot when you're having a conversation with someone like you do get so immersed in it that you give so much brain power to it that yeah. by the end it's just like it's like you're yeah. done Oh, it's a great way. Yeah. Great way to spend a rest actually, day. I'm in what is going to be my podcast studio. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy that's Travis Knight, who does my content. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. So Dude, I recommend gonna, everybody do it. Podcast. I recommend everybody. Do, me and um, Megan Dolly are going to – she's coming on the show next week. Um, Sweet. So I'm, pretty, so I'm pretty hype about that one. She's starting her own podcast as well. So I've been giving her kind of some advice every now and then. I feel like yep. I'm kind of becoming an expert at this because yeah, I've been doing it for like a year. I was like, hmm, maybe I should, maybe I should uh, create my own like podcast course or something, you know, make some money. <laughs> yeah. for but like now I just get back to everybody who wants to do a podcast because it's given me so much that I advocate everybody do it. Totally. And it gives, it's like, you can, you only have 2,200 characters in an Instagram caption. It's hard to be like, to really open up and to get, let people know you in an Instagram caption or even in like a one minute video. Yep. But with a podcast is long form, you like, you get, you can get vulnerable and people feel more comfortable reaching out to you. They feel like they know who you are. And the more they know who you are, the more they can relate to you, the more people you help. That's all it is. Yeah, I I don't know if you experienced it from Cody's from doing the show with Cody, um, but you know if you got messages, but like getting the DMs is like the coolest thing. That's yeah. like the best. That's the best part of it. Um, it's actually that's like kind of the highlight of my. So I have about two weeks until one year recording. Yeah. So I'm dropping a very special episode for that one. Uh, nice. So I kind of can't wait for that, but it's kind of like what I've learned throughout this whole year from doing it and i did with one of my buddies who i already had on the show so it's cool to kind of just give back in a way and allow people allow people to see that not everything's all bright sunshine and rainbows i think that's what everybody kind of thinks the world is especially in the world that we are the world that we paint on instagram it's like it's great but you know we actually express vulnerabilities also within instagram but we can't say enough there's because yeah. you can't really you can't really express everything that you've been through through words yeah it's more Especially through things text. yeah it's through things like this like facial like that's why i'm moving to youtube because you can see facial expressions you could see yeah you can see our interactions how we're interacting with each other like yeah you can see the whole vibe of the whole conversation by looking even if it's just a camera and you're all the way in colorado and i'm here in phil in pa it's mm-hmm. like we're having this interaction now and you can see it happening. Yeah. You can feel it. You can see people's eyes light up. You yep. can, there's so much more you get out of it. Yeah. And we have been recording by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling. I was like, are you doing the mind pump thing where you start recording before? <laughs> oh, I do it with every, oh dude, I do it with every single guest. That's I am good. not, I'm not afraid. Like, I think I started recording with you with, when we started talking about your travel because that's a part, <laughs> that's a part that a lot of people wouldn't see. I think it's the yeah. cool part. It's because people get so comfortable. And that's like what I, yeah. what I try to show with each person is that they are human and that they do things that are outside of fitness, but yeah. they incorporate it into their life. 
yeah and that you know we all we all struggle and we all need to get away every now and then you know however, however that looks yeah so kind of want to get into that actually so actually that brought up your so you had you had that surgery so what happened with that surgery and then that caused you to go on this whole kind of experience around the globe basically <laughs> so man that surgery i've i've unfortunately had several pretty serious surgeries um I blame it on my Ashkenazi Jewish roots. <laughs> we don't have like the best internal health, but uh, so I had what's called a Zenker's diverticulum, which is basically a diverticulum in the esophagus. Usually people get them intestinally. Yep. And later on, way later on in life, uh, it's more common in people who are like 70 and 80 years old to get them in the esophagus when they've been swallowing food and pills and all sorts of things for 70, 80 years. And so it was weird to see it in someone as young as me. I think I was 27. Okay. And uh, so I must've been born with it. And, and basically that diverticulum was like a little deformity in my esophagus that grew longer and longer and longer and bigger and bigger. And everything I was swallowing was getting stuck in it. And it was so rare that like the radiologist that, took my x-rays to diagnose it, like kind of laughed. He was like, what? That's a Zenkers. No way. So anyway, I had the surgery. They basically go in through the front of the throat and I have this big scar on the front of my throat. Yeah. uh, And they cut it and they staple it. And about a month after the surgery, one of the staples or or more of the staples ruptured and Mm. it got infected. And I was... my whole throat puffed up. It was like my chin to my chest was like flat. It like was super infected, infected. I was at a super high risk of going septic. Um, I had gone to the hospital that night and was worried that something was wrong. My surgeon told me, come back first thing in the morning. We need to see you first thing in the morning. Had the most excruciating pain all night, went back in the morning and it had gotten so bad. And I was so close to, to, to it bursting, which is when you go septic and die uh that he tried to like suck it out with a syringe and then literally he goes fuck it hold him down and four nurses held me down and he just cut my throat open (laughs) and it was pretty traumatic um but typically the surgery wouldn't have been a bad recovery it would have been like six weeks and then i would have been able to start getting back to normal life because I had this complication, I was in the hospital for another like week and a half, maybe. I had a feeding tube put in. Oh, geez. Uh, I couldn't eat or I couldn't swallow anything orally for, I think, a little, a month, maybe, or a little over a month. So I had a feeding tube coming out of my face yeah. for <laughs> a month. You and make that sound was, cooler than it actually is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I... Every now and then I wish I still had it because, you know, when your food gets really high and you're like, oh, dude, I got to eat again. I'm not there. I mean, I'm not there. I can, I can like, <laughs> dude, I can down food right now. Like, it's like my job. I just, Same, dude. I'm always I, put it, I put it away. Yeah. But I had for like a month, I was just hooked up. I had this feeding tube coming out of my nose and I would hook up formula bags to an IV pole and just like, they had never put someone on as much formula as they needed to put me on. Cause I was like a relatively large person at the time. Yeah. Um, and so that screwed up my digestion and it had this whole negative side effects. And of course my gut got all screwed up, not to mention I'm sitting 
like worthless on a couch for months, uh, eating through a tube coming out of my face. And my gut got all screwed up, which, you know, we know how important gut health is for mental health. Yeah. And it was kind of like a, a perfect storm. And so I had that feeding tube for a little over a month. And then I was on a liquid diet for a couple months and then a soft food diet for a few months. And I could slowly start eating regular food. But did you do blend time, chicken? Dude, I tried blending. <laughs> like I blended up everything. I tried blending a Chipotle burrito. Oh, God, was like, no. That was definitely was, not good, right? Well, it had like the Chipotle taste, but not the consistency. And at that point, I hadn't tasted anything in months. Yeah, so you were probably in like euphoria with it. <laughs> dude, I was like, you know what? This is really weird, but I got it. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> So yeah, that was, that was a challenge for sure. But the hardest part was, um, I couldn't, I had none, no, none of my mental health outlets. Um, I wasn't allowed to lift. Well, the doctor says eight pounds for like, it was like six months looking back now that being a, being a trainer, I know not lifting eight pounds just means don't stress yourself. Cause like, eight pounds to me and my mom is completely different. Yeah. Um, but it's like 40 pounds. So yeah, yeah. Right. So basically just don't stress yourself, but they had told me that part of why I had the anchors in the first place was probably because of lifting, because I'm always straining and putting a lot of pressure on my esophagus when I have Valsalva and my doctor just, he put a lot of bad thoughts in my head. Yeah. So I couldn't lift for the better part of a year. Uh, I couldn't go snowboarding at all that year, which is my first love and my first mental health outlet that I ever found that was healthy. Um, Cause before that I was getting into a lot of trouble doing some dumb shit and uh, not, not helping myself. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And, uh, and I couldn't really go out. I mean, I had a freaking tube coming out of my face, you know, it's like yeah. I went to a bar once and was like, I couldn't drink alcohol because the tube went straight to my stomach and that would like make my stump gut even worse. Yeah. So I'm like at a bar with my girlfriend and like using a syringe to pump water into my face <laughs> to drink it. <laughs> but I, I've got a feeling, you know, I actually, it's kind of funny because I have, so I have a cyst on like my lower end. It's like actually right above, like I'm disclaiming this right now. This is kind of getting a little gross for people. It's right above like my ass. Okay. So um, I found out during, uh, during the summer, it just got worse and worse. And it was from me actually sitting down so much. And the way I sit, it puts pressure on like that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, so now when I'm at home, luckily these past few months, I haven't had to like get up for classes and actually sit down for classes. So it's like gotten a lot better. Um, but I realized I was sitting down so much cause I was working an internship and it was all just, um, and I just had to sit all day in meetings for like eight hours and it just got worse and worse to the point where I couldn't actually sit really. Mm-hmm. And when you can't sit, you know, you can't really, can't really work out. Um, yeah. so I went to like an urgent care cause I was in the city, not even here. I was in DC, like three and a half hours away from home. And they had to like, they had to like cut it open and I couldn't like, I couldn't go to the gym for like two weeks. They said, Mm -hmm. I was like, now thinking about it, I probably could have, I probably could have easily done upper body work. 
um, without actually causing any stress to the lower end. Like that was really it. I just had to do a lot of standing up at work. So it would have just been a ton of cable flies yeah. um, and lateral raises, which I wouldn't mind because my chest and shoulders suck anyway. Um, but, you know, not having that gym for like two weeks was awful. I couldn't imagine what you went through with how long did you not have the gym for? A uh, better part of a year. Yeah, I could not. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was hard. And- after you heard my story, I don't think I could even, I, yeah. I don't think I would actually live if I had to give up the gym for a year. Yeah. And I, I know you're like, you're very much like me where it's your, it's your outlet. Yeah. And without the outlets, I mean, I don't want to go back on medication. You know, I have my own mental health struggles. I don't want to go back on medication. Uh, I hate what it does to me. Um, you know, and so I have found ways through like, having a really good support system with my friends and family, being able to go snowboarding in the winter, like every major life decision I've ever made has been around snowboarding and lifting uh, and the gym being the third part of that. And so, yeah, without it, it was really hard. And I kind of like, I kind of lost myself. Like I, I couldn't do anything for myself. I couldn't even carry a gallon of milk. Um, and so I needed help doing everything felt pretty worthless and really lost myself. And right when I was, pretty much getting back into being able to lift again and live normal life. I felt like there was a lot that was missing. Um, and I, I've never, I've never been, I've always been wanderlusty. I've always loved change. And I think that is where I find comfort in things in, in change and switching up. I lo- like, don't get me wrong. I love routine but I just felt this need. I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to go to a different place. And it's kind of one of these things where, um, to know where you're going to know the direction that you're headed in. Sometimes you have to leave where you are. Yeah. Cause you're stuck in your perspective. 100%. And so I needed to leave where I was. And so I bought a one way flight to Australia and that's just history. (laughs) left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I traveled by myself for six months and it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. Um, I came back with a whole new appreciation for life, having seen how so many different people live, seeing other people's struggles, I think was really helpful. You know, we talked about like the people in Vietnam, they don't have much. There's a lot of people in Thailand that don't have much Cambodia. Oh my God. Cambodia is an eye opener. Um, the amount of, of difficulty in some of those people's lives really puts things into perspective. And that was really helpful for me and to give me a whole new appreciation and outlook on life, as well as being able to spend that time by myself to remember who I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, so I went to, so I actually feel you because like I mentioned in plenty of posts, like, a lot of my change actually occurred when I wasn't in this area, which mm-hmm. is pretty funny because, you know, I, I actually, what was it? The other day I released the episode uh, yesterday and we talked about mental health and it was really funny because the room I record in is the room where the incident actually happened like five years ago. Um, so, t- you know, and I dealt with that for the past four years before I was able to go to DC. And when I went to DC, it was like a breath, like, like there was a lot of stuff that was still wrong in my life that I needed to fix, um, that I wasn't aware of. And going to that city though, 
Like that's when all this was created. And you really find, like you mentioned, you do find that sense of direction by going somewhere new. Um, it takes a lot of getting uncomfortable. Like I was very nervous to go down there for that internship in the first place because like I got that in like March and I went down like the first week of June or something. That was like the, that was like the first week. So it was a really kind of like quick decision that I had to make really to kind of make sure I was on the right path with where I want to go after school and then with what I want to create. And somehow, you know, this whole thing popped up and it's really changed my perspective on where I want to go in life by doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. And that's why I was excited to have you on because it's like you want to create your own. So it's like, you know, you see the direction and you see and you find purpose by going somewhere new, which I fully agree with you. Like that was just, that one kind of hit home with me what you just said because I don't think I would have come up with this whole thing or I, I wouldn't even started it if I was here kind of just staying in a comfortable area where I wasn't alone. Like I was alone. I didn't have no family down there. I didn't have anybody kind of like to go to, to speak this idea to. It was kind of just written on my notes um, in, in the notes app. And it was just up to me to kind of make that choice over to whether to start it or not. And, you know, yeah. a lot of things were up to me and a lot of things changed, which was pretty cool. And, and you're young to have figured that out and to figure out what you want to do. And I think here's something that I think a lot of people take for granted is we need struggle, right? We need struggle in order to grow. We need to suffer a little bit in order to grow. We need to get uncomfortable in order to grow. We have had experiences, you and I, where we suffered for a variety of different reasons, for mental reasons, physical reasons, and I think that that actually gives us a leg up because it builds resilience. So having hit rock bottom, the only way you can go is up, yeah. which makes you less afraid of failing. So after you hit rock bottom, just like after I hit rock bottom, I know Mark Tominick talks about it. Like it kind of gives you a sense of relief in that, well, what's the worst that happens? I came back from that. Yeah. And Yet it still scares me. Like in my, in my, in this, uh, this over the, over the summer I was in prep and my show ended up getting pushed out and uh, I was not in a mental, uh, a healthy mental state to continue pushing because I was afraid of going all the way back down. I could feel my mental health, like really swirl in the drain. Yeah. And I was like, I could make it four weeks, but I, I'm really afraid to go all the way back there. But at the same time, I'm not afraid of failing. I'm not afraid of taking chances. I live super presently because I understand that like I've already been as bad as it gets. Yeah. And so the fact that you, you had hit this rock bottom, you made this big move to a new place and you didn't have anyone in your ear. This was all your idea. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going for it. Yeah. Now you have, have like the most impressive guests with a great podcast. I would I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't so go well. that far. Um, there's there's <laughs> some there's some there's a lot of things going on with this thing that I think is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but only um, you know about it. Don't be modest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not modest on my Instagram messages. If people are friends with me, they definitely know like how excited I am for certain guests to come on this show. Yeah, you um, 
Uh, I think it's, it's pretty cool, but you know what? I always kind of, I always revert back to that. You know, I went through this moment when I was actually at the beginning of quarantine. Um, so you talk about this whole pin rock bottom, you know, I had to deal with this. We hit, we hit another rock bottom. Basically everybody hit a sort of rock bottom in their own way with the beginning of quarantine and it, throwing that in with being back at home where I've had the distraction of school for the past four years to not have to deal with this. So it took a lot of actually intro, a lot of people don't know this. It took a lot of introspection and I really struggled with that the first few weeks of quarantine. Um, and it's really cool. Like you mentioned, Mark kind of knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's why he's my coach. Um, it's like, we've been on the same level before where he knows exactly where I'm coming from and he knows the potential that I possibly have. Um, and he knows like the mindset that I have that there really is no way to go, but up. And, but I hit it down at the beginning of quarantine where I was like, I had to truly kind of look at where I was and look at the surroundings and be okay that I was back at home because that was one thing I was always afraid of. And it's one thing I've said since going down to DC is I kind of never want to be in this area again. Um, and I guess kind of life path is I was, I was supposed to be, this was supposed to happen because I had to go through this so I can grow again. Mm -hmm. I think it went through that phase, but that was just like something, but I struggle with a few things, like you said, which I'll get into more, but I kind of just want to get your thoughts on that part. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I can relate to that because you're going back to a place that caused you pain or that you experienced pain in. So it's kind of traumatic to think about going back much like in my prep when I was, you know, my mental health was swirling the drain. I could feel it going back to a place that scared me. Yeah. And so that's probably a similar thing that you experienced is, okay, this is familiar and it's familiar in a way that I'm really not comfortable with because I'm afraid of the things that, happened to me or that I did the last time I felt this feeling or the last time I was in this place. Um, so man, PTSD is real. And it's like anxiety and PTSD often go hand in hand. Um, but I think you're, you touched on a good point in that having actually gone through and gone back to that place, you have built resilience. You've overcome an obstacle and you've proven to yourself that, you are stronger than you were the last time you were in that place. You are a more resilient human. You are in a much better place physically, mentally, emotionally, in all aspects of your life that you can now handle that and you've overcome that obstacle uh, and proven it to yourself that this is okay, this is safe. Yeah. Yeah, and one one other part I kind of wanted to touch on too with you is like that whole being present thing. You know, I always preach this how how important it is to actually be present. Um, It's one of the hardest things I think in the world to actually do. Um, And, you know, I've really struggled with that. That's like the one thing I've truly struggled with because of the past of where I was, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's like, you never know what's truly going to happen. And then it makes you think about tomorrow, but it doesn't make you think about now. The one thing that helps me stay in the present is this right here. Um, because if I'm not paying attention to you, what does this turn in? What does this podcast episode turn into? Basically complete crap. Um, this helps me really enjoy 
which is why I also think I record it so much because it helped me stay in that moment in that day. So I take something away because the only thing that I have to do with this podcast is yes, there may be negative moments in my life that I kind of show or I've, or I've talked about all this show is positivity. And it kind of helps me be in the present and be surrounded by positivity, which is so important. I think a lot of people don't realize they take, they have a hard time looking in the mirror and just questioning what situation they're in when it comes to a positive environment or a positive vibe, as I would call it. Yeah. The vibe is re- vibes are real. Energy is real. Yeah. So if you surround yourself with negative energy and negative people, then you're going to be a negative person. But the great thing about you having this podcast, not only to, you know, create a business out of and to, to market yourself, but also as a mental health outlet for you is shit, man. Yeah. You're putting out positive vibes every, every day. You're helping other people while you're helping yourself. Exactly. And the thing about the being present minded and you mentioned like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that gives you anxiety. I don't know what hap- what's going to happen tomorrow. And to me, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's, ha- what's going to happen tomorrow. I can't control that. I have no control over so many aspects of life. And um, something that Justin preaches and that I had learned back in the day in, in therapy um, is about accepting the things that you can't change and focusing on trying to change the things that you can, but having the wisdom to know the difference. And so when you are feeling anxious, when you are thinking about something that might happen tomorrow, um, or if you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, take a step back and you ask yourself, is this something I can change? If, it's, if it is, you can change it. And if it's not, say fuck it. Yeah. That's right? how I think about it. Like with the power say, I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't control that. It's like, I can't control it at my house, but you could, you did the perfect thing. You were like, yeah, oh, fuck it. I'll go to my sister's house. I was like, hey, there's no AC in this room right now. So I'm absolutely like treasured. So I'm doing this. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, but there's also like, like we were talking about, like, I was like, man, I don't really have any, I don't have any protein ready. It's like, well, you know what? It stopped raining and I have a grill outside. So you know what you, you make do what you have and you make it work. Um, I think a lot of people, like I said, I think this is one thing that we, that I wanted to touch on with you is, um, one thing you said, man, I'm kind of looking at my notes to make sure I get this right. Is you talked about people can stop whenever they feel actually, no, I don't even want to go there yet. I actually don't feel like going there. I want to talk about the relationships because this, this relies exactly with relate positive and negative vibes, which is people always stay. And I think this is exactly where I'm getting to with being in this area. Is there such a negative vibe here, but it's the relationships that were built within this too, that were negative, that were, that were keeping me here in a way, you know, cause it kept me, it kept me thinking I was maybe a step above them. And when you kind of think about that, it actually hurts you because then you stop growing. Cause you think you're at the top. You think oh, you're the shit. And in all reality, compared to all my friends like you and like a bunch of other people I've had on the show that are way more successful than me, I'm like all the way down here and I like being down there. 
and it's really com- and it's really it, it's really comfortable being down there for some reason i just love it because there's always that little tiny step up tiny step up someone slips up you know what you replace them justin justin brought this up with the whole like what rank is he in compared to the humans and a lot of people will always try to be one step above all the other people that they surround themselves with man those people those people want to be a big fish in a small pond yep they're not going to grow anymore you're going to be successful because you want to be the underdog yeah that's the key like you are who you surround yourself with right we all, we've known this we've been preaching this the what is uh is it warren buff buffett says you are the five pe- you are a combination of the five people you surround yourself with yeah. i think this happens on every single episode by the way Really? <laughs> one thing, one thing that gets, I try to put it in everybody's mind, dude, and they don't understand. They just don't like people, people are taking away things, but it's like, I want people to create action. And what you're about to say is something that every single guest at some point in time during each episode has said. And I want you to go into this because I love it. Sorry for interrupting you, but I think yeah. it's just so important for people to truly, if you want to listen to something right now, it's really this part. Because Dude, this point cannot be driven home enough. Yeah. Like, if you, okay, if you're growing up as a kid and you're the smartest in your class, what do they do? You get bumped into a better class. Yeah. With kids you above you, with kids in different grades. They don't keep you around the kids that you're smarter than. Yeah, they're, they're going to hold you back. So if you're, a, uh, if you are a culmination of, say, the five people that you surround yourself most, surround yourself with most or if the people that you surround yourself with most have the greatest influence on your life why wouldn't you want those people to be in a more intelligent more successful where you want to go if you're surrounding yourself with people who are less successful and they're talking about like drinking and party on the weekends and like getting chicks and like doing all this stuff that you've like grown out of. I want to talk about stocks and business and growth and and bodybuilding and things that are focused on improvement because that's what I want to do. I want to improve. And so this comes back to surrounding yourself with people who constantly want to be better, who are in a position that you would like to be in. And also going back to putting out positive vibes you should surround yourself with people who put out positive vibes or yeah. vibes that are being positive. And that goes, goes both ways. So keep that in mind. If you are a culmination of the five people that you surround yourself with most and, and whoever you surround yourself with most has the greatest influence on you, you have the greatest influence on someone else. Yes. So you are putting out negative vibes or if you're talking down on yourself or on other people, you are bringing someone else or more people in your group down. So everybody has their own responsibility to continue to try to elevate not only themselves, but the people around them and everybody rises up together. The better your crew gets, the better you get. Yeah. I think, you know, I've had those conversations recently with so many people and those conversations light me up. Yeah. Literally like those, like, like, I don't even know, like it's, I am like, it's, I even like they have to be about like stocks or business or anything. It's like, just actually getting deep into a conversation with someone, I think it's like the, I mean, it might be because I run a podcast and we're supposed to get that way, but I think it's like the coolest thing to just sit down and actually just kind of live 
like in the moment with someone yeah, in that conversation. Passion. Like it's like, you know, I, I actually get fired up for what's going to happen. Like a few moments after, like I've shared some moments with some people the past few weeks and it's just been so positive and it's just been like, we got to a deeper conversation and they're so fun to have and you just want to keep having them. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like once you get into that, then it's like, then it's like you get the train going. Exactly. The, the passion, you can sense the passion. And especially when you're talking about with people who you're, you're interested in learning more about and you're talking about things that relate, it's, it really comes through and it does keep you present minded. And so I definitely see how this is a helpful outlet for you, but it's like one of the reasons why Joe Rogan is such a su- successful podcaster. That yeah. dude is so interested in oh, as much as he can about everything that his guests have to say and you can feel it even if you're not watching the youtube video you can feel it in the way he talks yeah i think that's the coolest part it's like you know you just you feel it in the moment but that's also why it's like that it goes back to our beginning of our thing with the youtube it's like you want to see it happen in the moment yeah it's like having like that's why it makes it so like that's why most podcasts i listen to um i make sure that they also have a youtube version like I listened to what it was a bodybuilding and bollocks and real bodybuilding podcast with Fuad Abiyan. Um, like it just gets me in that moment and seeing the facial reactions is completely different. Like when people laugh, like you actually want to see that interaction of them laughing to what they're saying, because it's completely different. You have a completely different emotion to it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's cool to get to, I think the coolest part is getting to know people and you open yourself up. And I think that's one thing that we've taken advantage of with Instagram is mm-hmm. when you are so positive on Instagram, it also attracts more positive people to your circle. Like that's yeah. one thing that I've realized over the past like six months with posting every single day and posting like all this different types of stuff, all these different positive stories, how I've overcome a lot of things. It's opened myself up to meeting people. Like I met you through a good post, like yeah. through some person, like through, actually it was through, I forget what it was. It was like when I announced that I was having Jordan Shallow on the show and then you commented, but like from there, it starts another conversation in the DM. And then that's how it expands because if you're positive, you're more likely to be shared with other people. Mm-hmm. And we have a real strong pot, a circle of positivity yeah. in our Instagram <laughs> following. It's like, I mean, I know we follow the same people and I mean, I'm sure that some people have Instagrams when they open them up and there's either negativity or uh, misinformation or something, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. it, it can't not be on the social network, but I know your Instagram page probably looks a lot like mine when you open it up and you see all your followers posts, they're all positive or they're all like a story of overcoming something or a challenge or getting better. And man, it fires me up. Yeah. Yeah. It fires, it fires me up if I get a new comment from someone like, like when, when like this is going right back to the example, when I, when I first started talking to you, it, it just, it fires you up to get noticed by people but to get noticed by people in a way that they appreciate what you're giving to them. Yeah. Not by, not by like, Oh, like your body's sick, bro. Like (laughs) how'd you get big biceps? Like, it's not about that. It's like more like, Oh dude, you're having this person on the show. Like that's so cool. And then you resonate from there. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, 
I say this, I've said this multiple times too on the podcast. Like I thank every single person that follows me, like every single one so far. Um, I don't know, like if I like somehow like skyrocket and get a ridiculous amount of followers, it's not going to happen. Like that's like, it might take a while, but like, I'll get back to you. Like, that's like how I run the ship. Like, it's like, I'm so, cause I've been in that point where I've hit rock bottom that I don't want anybody to be there. And I want you to feel noticed on my page if you're going to follow me. Yeah. And you want to build a relationship. Yep. And, exactly. and when people are positive towards you, it makes you want to be positive towards other people. And so, you know, you're impacting people with your podcast, spreading positivity. And then even just somebody as little, gives you a little follow, you're impacting them and being a nice, good human, like we all should be. Yeah. And that's going to make them want to be a good human. It's, I think people underestimate the chain reaction of being kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm right in there with you because like that, thank you. I actually got a comment one time from someone saying like, oh, I've like never gotten that before. I was like, I was like, you kidding me? Like you never gotten a thank you for a follow? Like, like I'm like kind of speechless like at that, like kind of took me back. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, like I really appreciate that. And I was like, that was really cool. But they didn't acknowledge it right away. Like it took like having a conversation with them to acknowledge that I said that. They went back to the start saw that I said, thank you. And then acknowledged it, which was like the coolest part. But you know, one thing, one thing I think a lot of people do on Instagram that really, or even social media in general, when you get big, you start getting even like a tiny little bit of success. Um, people lose touch of who they were. I think that's like, that's the one thing I'm always kind of fearful of will happen, but I know it won't because I know I hold true to my values and my followers know exactly who I am. And most of my followers are teammates. Like some of a good amount of them are my teammates. Uh, so it's like, they'll give me a reality check real quick if I don't hold up my standards. Um, so I kind of want you to touch on that. Like people maybe getting lost in that tiny little bit of fame and losing who they truly are and maybe I, how to bring it back. Yeah. I think it's not uncommon for people to, because social media is so like dopamine based, yeah. right? Like you get a new follower, that's a dopamine hit. You get new likes, that's a dopamine hit. And so I think it's easy for people to get caught up in, okay, well, how do I get more of those? Yeah. Instead of what they should be doing is continuing to be themselves, which is what you do a really good job of. And you got to check yourself every now and then. Um, continue to put out, yeah, you can continue to put out information that's useful, but if you lose yourself and who you are and you lose your message at the expense of wanting to get more followers or more likes, then you're not going to build a business or find success because eventually that's going to catch up with you. Yeah. Like if you're not true to yourself, now you are leading like two lives. Like you have your Instagram life and then your normal life. And if those two are not synonymous with each other and you do grow a huge following, eventually people are either going to find out or you're going to crack. Yep. Yeah. It's one of the two. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's important to take that time, like you said, to reflect, have good people in your corner to like help you maybe, but make sure that you're always being true to yourself. I think Jason Phillips said, always tell the truth. Yeah. And you, know, you just can't do shit for likes or for follows and you can, you can educate people and, and help them, but 
stay true to yourself. Yeah. You know, I've actually changed. If you, you've seen it on my story, you've seen it on my posts. Like I do that educational post now. Um, yep. It's actually come from a thing where, you know, I applied for a position for a coaching position with another team to kind of just to see. Um, and I, you know, I actually wrote a question. They asked, they actually asked a question at the end of their application. They were like, what, what questions do you have working for them? I was like, I actually wrote a question instead. I wrote, if not selected, what do I need to work on to actually do that? And they responded and they told me, start, maybe you do have good personality on your page, but they're like, maybe start adding a little educational part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, I am an online coach. I do a podcast where I teach people things. Uh, it's like, I should be educating on my Instagram as well. So I was like, I took that time to reflect and then adjust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still make it personal by having those two posts in between each one. So it gives me that sense of, I'm not trying too hard to be someone else. I still hold what I have in like my back pocket over who I am, which is like the cool, which I think is the coolest part because you can educate people without sounding cheesy. Yeah. I think that's that a lot of people are afraid of that, especially as online coaches are like, I don't want to give away stuff, but Oh, dude. Do you realize, you know know exactly what I'm talking about, but like, I honestly haven't experienced it yet because I've only been posting free stuff for about, and what it's been, like six posts. (laughs) I'm compared to you who has it, you've been doing it for a while, but free shit usually leads to paid shit if you didn't really notice. (laughs) Yeah, give away your best shit for free, man, and people are going to pay you for the value that you continue to provide. Yeah. You know, I educate the hell out of all my clients and people who aren't even my clients. I get people in my DMs who I just want to continue to help. And, uh, I, I do it and I don't, I don't worry about whether or not I'm going to get paid. I don't, it's not about the money. I want to help people. And so if I'm giving you this much value for free, what you're like, well, shit, what happens if I pay the guy? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I got your back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the coolest part. It's like, you know, I have these conversations. Someone actually asked me a question on the fiber post and they were like, this fiber count is calories. And I was like, Oh, this person's definitely got caught up in that net carb BS that we all know and love. Um, and we hate about every single protein bar, not shouting out a specific brand, but there's some brands that put, that put three grams. Yeah. With West. I think, um, but they put like three grams of net carbs when really in reality, it's like 21 grams of carbs. Um, (laughs) But it's like, you know, getting that chance that someone actually has a genuine question and you get to help them. You know, that's actually a big thing because a lot of people put net carbs now on their products everywhere, and it's great. And it, it actually irks me Yeah, kind of think about it. Like, like when he asked that question, I got really irked because I'm like, I was like, someone didn't teach you this before, but I'm like, yes, now I get the opportunity to show what I've learned mm-hmm. and show, I mean, it's pretty simple. If you don't know net carbs, guys, um, it's just, they just take away everything. It's like carbs minus fiber, but just cause it's indigestible doesn't mean it's not energy. Um, so I was just like, whatever I was like, but now's my time to teach. I get so excited by that. Like that's yeah, one thing. Love educating. I think I love it too when people who are in spots like yours who know this stuff actually appreciate what I put out. 
I think that's kind of cool. It's like every person has a different graphic. Every person has a different way of explaining it. And it's like, we all want each other to succeed. And it just comes, it comes all the way back down to the positive things. (laughs) Yeah, And that's, I think it's important. Like I've noted this with a lot of other coaches. I've, I've noted this with, um, uh, like a bunch of the Tominet coaches and a bunch of the team Mahaley coaches and a bunch of the people, the, uh, clients on both teams is that we tend to post similar stuff at similar times. Yeah. And sometimes it's funny cause I'm like, I'll comment. I'm like, dude, I literally just wrote a post yeah, about that's, this. That's what I do, dude. So, I do that all the time. I'm I, like, damn. Yeah, but I think it's also really important because we know as trainers, sometimes clients need to hear things like four, five, six different ways before it clicks. And so if four, five, six of us are making posts about the same subject and wording it in different ways, maybe it doesn't click for them the first time if they they see all of those posts. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't click the second, but eventually it'll click. They just need to hear it a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And it's whose page. And you know, we all benefit from it because we all share each other's posts and Mm -hmm. someone is eventually going to reap the reward of them becoming a client and helping them even farther. Yep. And it kind of all just ties back around because everybody's followers are different. They're on each other's pages because everybody has a different personality. Mm -hmm. You follow follow different people because you resonate with something else. But it's like, just because we all put out the same content, in the, in the same manner too. A lot of things that you want to write. It's really funny because a lot of things like that are simple for us. Like a lot of the fitness topics are written in the same way. It's just like each person sharing them with their own unique touch to it. That I think mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, but it's like, but I felt you on like, damn, I was like, sometimes I'm like, damn, I was going to post about that today. And you're like, do I still want to post about that today? And you're like, Ah, no, if I want to post about that, but then it's oh, like so tomorrow cool. comes. Tomorrow comes around, and you're like, I'm good to post about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still do it because it's still gonna help people. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think now, now is the time I want to bring up this post because I think this is a great way to end this. Is kind of bring this all back to clients, and you know, I think this is something along a fitness journey where there's a point where you get comfortable, where you're kind of like. I feel great. I feel really great. And I think one of my favorite posts that you ever put out was the one where you said people can stop whenever they can. Like, I think that's the hardest part is people always think there's a next, a next phase to it. There's always like everybody like around us is like, always like, we got to grow, 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 grow. Well, what if you're like comfortable? Like, like you're not going to think you're not going to die. Like we're not saying that it's the end all be all. But there's a point where you come to love who you are and what you have because most of us get stuck not loving it because we want to we nitpick our body in every sort of way. Um, but there comes a point when you can stop and say, man, I've, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. And it's time to take a step back for the moment and enjoy life. Yeah, I think that is common in people who see like the really freaky like the post that i the photo that i posted alongside that caption was, was like was a, a pretty, yeah. i was hyped on that photo <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 
my, my dad you're like listen. i look jacked <laughs> yeah my dad might listen to this podcast but he was like oh i don't know if you should post that you might attract the wrong kind of attention and i was like dude i look like a freak i loved it <laughs> but but i know that a lot of people might not want to look like that yep or might not want to take it that far and that's okay everybody's got different goals yeah i want to be a freak so that's what I do is I, I the, the actions that I take every day in my life are to get me towards the, me feeling like a freak. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But just because you hire me as your coach or Mark or Justin or any of the team of Haley or Tomanek or any other coaches who are insanely built and, and on another level on a superhuman level uh, doesn't mean you are going to end up looking like them. Yeah. And especially not overnight. It's like when women come to us, uh, well, I, I say women, but everyone can come to us, but it's typically women yeah. who are like, oh, I, I don't want to get too big. I'm like, listen, I've been trying to get too big for like seven years now. Yeah, I've been trying to get it my whole life since I started lifting and it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't just happen overnight. And so trust me, when you are happy with where you're at in your physique, then we can always like you just maintain that or, you know, we can go we can reverse into a deficit or whatever. You don't have to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. What you might find happen is that you want to continue to improve because you get a little bit addicted to it. Yep. But you, you don't have to, I'm a man of extremes. So I either, I'm either zero or a hundred. There's no in between. I'm on or off black or white. Yeah. So you don't have to take it all the way to 110%. You know, you can have a little bit of that. Yeah, you're not going to look like a freak. But for yeah. those of us who are striving for, you know, that extra end of the spectrum, then, yeah, we put in the effort and we continue to strive to be better and better every day. And it becomes a part of our life. It also, I will say, goes far outside the gym. And I know you've experienced this too. When you have that mentality of grow, 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 always get it better, always improving, you become obsessed with it. It's not just in the gym. It's in your business. It's in your relationships. It's in the way you talk about and care for yourself. It's in every aspect of your life. Yeah. So I think it's important to continuously have some sort of element of growth in your life and to have some sort of element of discomfort in your life. But especially when it comes to your body and your mental health and how you see yourself and how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, when you are happy, be in that moment. Yeah. You're allowed to be in that moment and enjoy it. And yeah, you can still think about improving. You can still think about the future, but do not forget to enjoy that moment. Yeah. I think, you know, what's really cool is because my first client ever, like her goal was to lose 10 pounds and it wasn't, you know, I kind of look at that and everybody always gets that. I feel like we always get that one client where they're like, they want to lose a specific number of pounds. It's actually really funny because what you speak actually comes true by the end of like her time with me. Um, at the moment she may be coming back, but that's a, that's a, it's another conversation, but she, um, she was like, I want to lose 10 pounds at the end. We lost 10 pounds. Um, it's pretty funny, but, she wrote her testimonial and I kind of just wanted a few lines. I didn't think I was going to get like a whole page and I got a whole page. And at the end it was like, she was like, you know, I am a more athletic built, more muscular 
woman compared to other women. And she was like, you know, he helped me fully embrace that and help me be comfortable with it. And the mindset goes farther than the body ever will. The oh, body's yes. always, the body's always going to be constantly changing. There's always something like we kind of mentioned before, we're the extreme. There's always something we're nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always something that we want to get better, but you know, helping someone, I think that's been the best part about the coaching is helping someone be comfortable in their body, no matter where they are. Like I have someone now who's like 30 pounds overweight and you know, my goal is to help him get down that 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, and he knows it's going to take time. That's the best part is he knows it's going to take time already before he even signed up, which mm-hmm. is one of the greatest things if you're a coach to ever hear is actually someone who's patient. Um, but getting someone comfortable in their own skin does tenfold back on the investment. No matter, I do that for free any day of the week. Oh, hundred percent. And back. it's not about the, it's not about the number on the scale. It's not about, it's not always about the way you buy. It's not about yeah. the end result. Exactly. It's the end result is just the destination. The journey is where the real change happens yep. because it's not just physical. It's a hundred percent mental as well. And you become a better person throughout that. So it's almost like the losing 10 pounds is icing on the cake. Yeah. You lose that person's life. And yep. that's what made the difference because she could have not lost 10 pounds. She could have just, you know, like had, had the same number on the scale maybe had a different body composition or whatever, but the journey of continuously trying to improve herself made her a, be- made her a better person. Yeah. Like in the gym, oh, so, like whether it's like increased performance in the gym, it's like all that stuff. It's like, you don't know, they could have recop. Like, like my buddy who's, I mean, my client now who, like I just mentioned, wanted to lose 30 pounds. He's already down 10 in one month. Like, it's like, like we're already a third of the way there. Like I knew it was going to fall off, but he's also putting on some muscle because he's a beginner. So I knew exactly what's going to happen. I was like, you're basically going to, it's going to be really weird what happens with the scale. That's why I'm like, I fully was like, I don't give a fuck what the scale says. To truly be honest, I was like, you're, you're just starting to lift. It's not even about that. Like you're going to lose weight. You're going to gain muscle and somewhere it's going to meet in the middle. And there's going to be a point to where it all just kind of stalls, but your body will constantly be changing. And seeing that, and I mentioned this too. I always go back to things that I mentioned already, but like, you know, getting a six minute message from him only a month in saying how I changed his mindset on life and like what he wants to do makes coaching 100% worth it. Like that's the best. It's the absolute best part is changing someone's whole outlook on life. Like it's not even the, the physical testimonials that we get to post on Instagram, like you mentioned, are the ice and the cake. Yep. It's not, it's not real anything that we care about. It's more about helping someone transform from someone who didn't care about what they ate or how they slept, what they, what, how hydrated they were to now kind of taking these in, but also being able to live their life fully and experience mm-hmm. moments. Like we might not because sometimes we get caught up in those extremes, but being able to help someone else experience that in their life and add to their daily life, it just blows it out of the water. It really does. And I think it also come, that also comes back as a coach also comes back to the concept of surrounding yourself with people who are 
in a position of, well, that you would like to be in or helping people. Um, like the way you're talking about this is you're elevating people all around you. Yeah. And that's only going to elevate you. Yep. So think of that on a massive scale. Like I think about the fact like Justin does that. On exactly. I'm like, what the f- I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> of what we do. And I'm like, man, this dude's out here just changing so many lives and elevating so many people. No wonder he's where he's at. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, man, where did he start with five clients? Like that's where I am right now. Like I have five clients and I'm damn proud of every single one of them. Um, I'm like, you took the chance on me to becoming a coach. Like I'm within my first year of doing it. It's like, you know, it's not, it's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing to get into when you begin. But once you're in there and you get the experience of doing it, it's like, and you kind of look at those guys up top. Like I look at Mark and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, how do they do? It was like a hundred people or something at like one time. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, it gives me a thought of what it will be like when I get to a hundred clients, hopefully one day. People's lives. And I'm like, that's going to be insane. Like at one time in one day, you could change a hundred people's lives. Like yeah. that's, that's impact. Dude, that has, I have chills. Like it's, yeah. it's an amazing feel. And then think about, I mean, it, it continues to spread. So you change a hundred people's lives you turn them into like super positive, super growth oriented people. And they change lives. Then they change people's lives. Exactly. It, like, dude, change the whole fucking world. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to end off because I think that's a great fucking send off right there. Um, I don't know if you've listened to other episodes, but the same way we end every single episode, I do the same three questions for every single person. Uh, so first one is, I guess, what three things do you want people to leave with from listening to this episode? Um, man, we covered a lot, but I think a few really important notes would be, um, to take care of yourself first and foremost, whatever that means, your mental health is the most important thing that you have. So make sure that you are taking care of it and you are surrounding yourself with people who allow you to, um, to take care of it for yourself. Um, and just like you and I, if you got to get out, get out. Um, and Surround yourself with people who elevate you, uh, who have positive vibes, um, stay away from negativity. And then third, also understand that you are the greatest influence in someone's life around you. And so not only should you strive to surround yourself with positive people, but you should be the positive person that you are around, influencing other people with. And just like we were talking about, you have a positive impact on someone, they will have a positive impact on someone and there's a ripple effect. And so it may seem like a small thing, but if you can change one person's life, you can change the world. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Next question is, uh, what three books and or podcasts would you recommend everybody either read or listen to? Oh man, I just read, uh, I just finished Ego is the Enemy. Oh, great. Holiday. I read that during quarantine. That was like the first book I read during quarantine. Yeah. What a good book. Yep. Um, so I would highly recommend reading Ego is the Enemy. A lot of people think that it's, um, it, they have the, the wrong interpretation of ego. I'm telling you guys, just read the book. It's not what you think it is. <laughs> it, it will change your life. Okay. Yeah. Um, another one would be uh, I'm Atomic Habits by James Clear. Also read that one over quarantine. <laughs> Excellent book. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're reading all the same books. Um, and then, man, I got to tell people, 
to listen to the grower podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one. And yours. You know, a lot, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Mine, mine. I'm not up there yet. You know, he posted like what he gets per week. And I'm like, I haven't even gotten there yet through my whole thing. I'm like, I'm getting there though. I was like, hey, I was like, Justin, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to meet you pretty soon. Dude. I tell him that all the time. I'm like, you better, you better hurry up. I'm going to catch you. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to catch you somehow. I was like, some way I'm going to find a way it's going to happen. Um, I had Kenny and Sarah on the show the other day and it was pretty funny. I'll tell you what they said off camera um, yeah. because I don't like spewing stuff on camera. What I say, because I don't want to spoil some things. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that podcast is one of the best, you know, I've had some, I've had all the guests that he's had on that show basically besides like, his coaches. Um, yeah. So I love it. I think everybody I needs to Kenny listen. Sarah. I'm excited to listen to that one. Oh, hmm. Episode two. Oh, this one, this one's wild. Absolutely. All I could say is it's, I mean, people have heard it because it, it came out before this, but it's wild. Um, and last question is uh, your 15 seconds or a minute of fame, I guess you would say. Um, as I, as I said at the end, shameless plug yourself where can people find you coaching Instagram, whatever you use, uh, plug yourself away so people can find you. Oh man, well first, uh, I wanna thank you for having me on. I always wanna thank everybody who has me on. I think you're doing a really great thing with this podcast. You're helping a ton of people. And thank so you. I'm just honored that you've allowed me to be a part of it. Um, but y'all can find me on uh, any social at Josh Levine Fitness. Uh, I am a full-time personal trainer and online coach. If you're in the Colorado area, I do offer in-person sessions. You can hop on the wait list. <laughs> 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 and, um, and then you can find me at joshlevinefitness.com. Um, but I highly recommend everybody, you know, go follow both um, Spot of Fitness and uh, myself. I think that y'all could really benefit from learning from us a little bit more. And I think we have more in common than you think. Um, and all we're trying to do is connect with people who are trying to improve and get better. And we're trying to elevate people around us. And so it'd be honored, we'd be honored for you to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, if people don't realize... Me and Josh just started talking like three weeks ago, like two or yeah, three just, weeks ago. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, let's just get on a podcast. It's like, that's like, it's that simple with me. Like, honestly, yeah. if we make that connection right away, you're going to be coming on the show because this is who I want to have on my show. Um, so definitely go give him a follow. And before I leave you guys, um, as always, if you guys did appreciate listening to this episode, uh, me and Josh would actually love if you screenshot you listening Tag both of us on your Instagram stories. Um, I'll share some love back to anybody who actually listens to this because it means the world. One step at a time towards the next goal with this thing, which is to make it have worldwide impact, which is getting one step closer every single episode towards. So Josh, thank you for, first off, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast.